Hello, everybody. You know what? We have got just a crazy time in the United States political field today. But I'll tell you what, we need a little sanity on both sides of the aisle. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm not a fan of political problems. But why am I talking to this guest today? Because he's in the middle of it. He has got with honor. His name is Rye Barkot, and I mean, he is in the middle of the belly of the beast up there in D.C. with a great organization. And he also knows a few of the folks that have been on my podcast before. Welcome, Rye Barkot. How are you today? I'm doing great, Stu. Great to be on uh, following uh, Zach Nunn, Air Force vet, uh, who, who popped on last week, I think. Uh, I'll tell you what. He was such a fantastic interviewer. The bar is set really high for you right now. Of course, I was the worst podcast host that he'd ever been on. So, you know, hey, uh, thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, if you, uh, any Marine, you gotta love. Hug your local Marine. Well done. <laughs> well, Marines, we're, uh, we're known for a few things. Uh, you know, modesty is not one of them. Uh, and so I will note that uh, among the, the caucus of veterans that with honor supports in the the, the U.S. House, there are over 30 members, uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats, who have actually taken a pledge that they'll talk to each other and, and have trust and work on serious things together. But, wow. uh, but that group is disproportionately represented by uh, United States Marines. So there we go. <laughs> I love the Marines. You know what's always great is there's two kinds of security alarms that you have to have in D.C. now, Right. It's either the biggest tennis shoes that you can find and put them in the back window. Nobody's going to touch your car then, right? Size 90 shoes, right? Put them right in the back. And they know that, you know, that's probably Shaq's car. Nobody's going to ever just destroy it. Or put a Marine sticker on there. And I guarantee you, no car has been stolen in D.C. with a Marine logo on it. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't been, you know, challenged on that yet. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing about Rye is that everybody knows, no matter how old the Marine is, he has several million other Marines that he can call up at any moment. So you don't ever want to mess with Well, them. I, I, I love that. In the Marine Corps parlance, that would be making yourself a hard target by doing simple things like putting the Eagle Golden Anchor on your on your. Uh, on your window. I, I, uh, I adopted that for my house. And uh, unfortunately, I, I have not been able to get a dog yet. We're, that's a conversation I'm having with my wife. But but I did put out, uh, I found signs for like five bucks that says, beware of dog, not responsible for injury or death. I like that. Um, you know, the, the only reason you should have a dog is to uh, scare the so that you can reload or why reload, grab another gun. You know, that's what I always say. Don't reload. But let's talk about you're now in South Carolina, correct? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you. Yeah. And, and so with honor, you have how many constituents out there that you're working? Yeah, so our organization is really focused on on fighting our polarization in Congress, and uh, obviously, clearly, we've done a hell of a job really? for five years. And, you know, we're right around the corner to mission mission accomplished. But but actually, what we have done is we've we've helped elect a next generation of of veterans who have taken this pledge to serve with integrity, civility, and the courage to work across party lines. And right now, in the House, there are over thirty of them. 
Republicans and Democrats, and we're roughly 50-50 across party lines. Um, Our political action committees helped helped get them elected. Uh, We're very active this cycle. We'll, on every election cycle, screen over 500 vets that end up running. And uh, and then support a handful and help them help them get elected because right now the the barriers to entry are really high, especially if you're not you know independently wealthy or networked into the political class and right. you're deploying all over the world. Uh, you're generally uh, <laughs> your odds of being either of those two are are, are pretty low. Uh, so so what we're doing is uh, is we're working with the existing thirty members of Congress. Uh, it's a group that Zach Nunn is a part of. It's led by. Uh, a Democrat, Jason Crow, Army Ranger, and a Republican, uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, who is a master chief in the Navy and a retired cryptologist. And that group has, has gotten over 150 laws that passed uh, for the country and really focused on- right. Did you say 150? Group. 150. And you know, the average member of Congress is lucky if they see one law that, that gets passed, uh, that they're able to, right. to champion. But this is the power of uniting as a group, uh, frankly, having the cohesion of having served in the military, where when, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I, it did not make one lick of difference what the uh, political party was, what the race, ethnicity, I mean, you know, you know, it did not matter. We had a mission that was higher than any of that. And that was for the good of the United States of America. Uh, And that's, that's what, that's what we're about here. I want to go on record. I do not care. Everybody says that you should be, uh, you know, I don't care about your race. I don't care about your creed. I don't care about your religion. I care that you're a, a human. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. If you don't have humanity first and being America first, I'm really not kind of happy with you anymore. Yeah. If we're not putting America first, humanity and Christianity. And, and by the way, if you want to have your own religion, that's okay too. I'm okay with that. I don't care. But let's put America, people, Democrat, Republican, I don't care. Let's be Americans. I yeah. love and if you're gonna, and, 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 you know, if you're gonna serve, you know, serve. I, you listen, everybody's got an ego. We get that. I understand right. that. But uh, what we're looking for are members that are gonna come into this, view it as a hardship tour, not look at it as a career. This is a hardship tour for the country, just like what we did in the Marine Corps. Take one for the team. What we did in the military. <laughs> and, uh, and sign me up. You know, you know? Yeah. And I'll do my duty and I'll, and I'll, you know, citizen soldier, the citizen soldier uh, history of, of, right. the, of America. The other thing that's really interesting about our history is that in Congress, not too long ago, I mean, within my lifetime, I was born in 1979. Within my lifetime, Congress was over 70% were veterans from, from all walks of life, over 70 well, that representation now is below 20%. And uh, we don't just think, we know that it has something to do with the dysfunction of that place because there are just fewer and fewer places where uh, it, people can just talk and have real trust across party lines and then get stuff done because that's the only way that things are going to get done is if you actually are able to talk to each other and trust each other and aren't just continuously subjecting every single daggone issue to a culture war. Well, you're bringing up some really big, big pain points here, um, you know, and, and when we sit back and take a look as a military guy, my dad retired as chief of staff of the 8th Air Force. So I, I was around the military boy, try wow. going up around him. 
Uh, I mean, you, yes, sir, was part of my vocabulary, and I did not screw up very often, believe me. Uh, anyway, so you don't get to that I level. Believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't get to that level without, yes, sir. And uh, anyway, and Stu, you're uh, saying he was he was chief of staff of the Air Force, of uh, the Eighth Air Force, of the Eighth Air Force. Wow, yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, he was a, a a fire pilot in Vietnam and uh, was shot at all the time. He was the only one that came back from Vietnam from all of his friends. They were all shot down. So uh, I've had some wild discussions with him and I hated uh, being, I can understand why uh, military uh, moms uh, have it so tough because uh, I can't imagine raising me uh, you know, with my dad in Vietnam, it was awful because every night you would see an F4 being shot down on the news and we wouldn't know for weeks whether it was my dad or not. Military service now is different because you can text them and say, hey, did you get back from your shift? Did you get back? It's a little different now. It's different. It is different. And and But one thing that hasn't changed is that that, that service is happens both ways and the spouses and the kids, frankly, serve too. It is a, it's an all-family, all-in commitment uh, for those yeah. like your your father who make it a, a career. And all of his friends uh, were shot down. Uh, he didn't make it back. I have not seen my dad cry all the way through until he uh, was there with his mom when he was retiring. They had a whole squadron of B-52s and all the other ones about that high over. I've never seen B-52, the whole squadron go. <clears throat> and his wow. mom was sitting there and goes, do you miss your friends? And that's the first time I ever saw my dad cry. And I, I mean, that says it all right there. Guys don't forget that. I think for sure. <laughs> Sorry, we just, we were. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, so it. it's, it's like, you know, this, and I mean, the, uh, we're one of the first bills that this group got behind in Congress was to, Authorize the building of a memorial for the global war on terrorism on the on the National Mall, and nice. to recognize those that made the ultimate sacrifice. And in many of our wars, we don't actually build the memorials until you know half of the vets are are long gone with their families. And we're going to do something different about that. So that got authorized uh, nice. last year, and now now the the vets are underway to 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 recognize, especially especially those that made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and, that, and what the, you know, the burden that their families carried forward after that. Well, you know, this is such a, you're, you're thinking about the next generation, because like in uh, energy, we are having a major problem with next generation coming into the workforce. Like we were talking about uh, before the, the show, Duke Energy, love Duke Energy. Uh, they've always had the right uh, way of looking at the lowest cost kilowatt per hour to their consumers. And, and they always try to do the right things. But when we take a look at not only um, uh, energy, we take a look at uh, there's some real discussions going on. I don't know how our crew, the next generation of, of Marines, of uh, Air Force men and women could come into this uh, bipolar mix, if you would, Democrat, Republican, trying to get things done when we have such uh huge issues like the border like our budgets and, and all of those kind of things uh how does that how do you recruit for that kind of a thing does that make sense 
Yeah, it sure does. I mean, I think we, we go back to the the whole notion on service and saying, listen, the, the you can actually make a change in the country. And by the way, I think I do think the the trajectory of our freedoms is at stake in our lifetimes. I never really felt that once when we started the organization, I thought, you know, this is it's very important to serve, but I didn't think it was potentially, you know, an existential type question in our lifetime. I, I do believe it is right now. And we need uh, next generation leadership. We need adults in the room that will say, listen, I don't know all the answers. You know, I don't know all the answers. I especially don't know all the answers of something as complicated as, you know, what the optimal energy mix should be in the United States. Because of course, once you actually start drilling down in that, it's state by state and it rests on a lot of different factors and cost is different um, based on, you know, what the energy mix and lots of, lots of different things. But we need people that will say, have the humility to say, listen, I don't know the answer, but I'm gonna listen with both my ears you know, I got one mouth, two ears for a reason. I'm going to listen. I'm going to talk to people that have viewpoints that are different from my own. And we're going to actually, you know, come up with something that's constructive. And it's not just going to jam down with one party vote. Why? Because what business really needs in the United States is predictability. And exactly. any law that passes with just one party vote that gets jammed down is more likely than not going to get overturned or unwritten, you know. So, so like, let's do things that are long term and in the interest of the, of, of the country and not just always be... Uh, looking for the next soundbite so that you can, you know, drop your bomb in the culture war pile and then go raise small dollar, you know, money off of it with these obnoxious emails that I'm sure many of us uh, receive, you know, saying, yeah, you know, give me five dollars by, you know, midnight or, uh, you, know, you know, the world's going to fall down. Or <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know, the uh, the fun thing is, is that you've got your your uh, group that you're trying to, to help go through. And how many are Democrat? How many are Republican? Uh, yeah, great question. So we we invest our capital to help get these vets recruited, elected and then in office and work, work alongside them. Uh, roughly 50-50 as an organization. Oh, right. uh, the the balance kind of shifts from depending on what cycle we're in. We were a little bit heavier Democrat um in the first cycle now we're a little heavier republican but it's roughly within that sort of 60 40 uh right. bounds for the for the group and you should you know please check us out uh for for the folks that are tuning in it's uh at with honor.org you can go and see the the members of the caucus it's currently i mentioned two of the leaders the vice chairs are marionette miller meeks a really right. inspiring med medical doctor and army officer out of iowa republican and mikey sherrill a uh, helicopter pilot from the Navy, four kids, former federal pro prosecutor, Democrat out of uh, New Jersey. Let me throw this ugly squirrel at you here. Uh, and so um, uh, I mean, this is a pretty ugly one. I was interviewing Michael Yon. Uh, let me let me do a little bit of a round robin story here. Sure. Um, the China has over 30 major interconnects that they can re now remote into I mean, we're talking major interconnects into the U.S. They can shut down gigantic sections of the grid immediately now. Part of that is the spy balloon. Remember the spy balloon that went ripping across? Well, guess what? They just admitted last week that, oh, by the way, it tied into the Internet when it was here. Well, I talked to some security experts about what was going on and how that works with the technology into the grid, well, turns out I was also interviewing Michael Yon, who is a war correspondent. He was in uh, Panama. He, there is a war 
a Chinese military camp in Panama that has had 10,800 people come in, Chinese military-aged men come in in the last 100 days. Wow. Now, Mayorkas, our Secretary of of, uh, Homeland Security, he has videos of him landing in that in, I believe it was October last year, in that camp. I'll have to check the date. He's getting me the video. He also, that camp has been increased since Mayorkas has been there. So if we've had 10,000 military age men come in from there, Mayorkas has been to this base. The grid is now compromised because of the balloon. You can see where I'm going with this one. How can any Democrat or anyone vote against the that? You know, if you're a Democrat, all Democrats have been voting for the open border, right? If you're, I'm just asking. Yeah. It is, um, the kind of stuff is completely believable. We are asleep at the wheel. One of the reasons why we're asleep at the wheel is because our tribes are not talking to each other. We know we have this unified (laughs) front. And Mike Gallagher, who I who served in the same unit as me and was is in the Four Country Caucus, this is a great guy, is out of nice. uh, Wisconsin. He's now the chair of the, the House Select Committee on the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Not on China, on the Chinese Communist Party. They're two different things. I, and and I like that, I like that, that bipartisan to actually work on serious issues like this one. I mean, clearly they're targeting our, our critical infrastructure. Let's get out of the way of ourselves and actually do something about it. And uh, I'm glad that the the vets vets in co- Congress are are focused on this. I hope I hope to see some real traction, even though it's going to be hard this year. I mean, we're in an election cycle. It's a bananas election cycle. It's going to be hard to actually keep the adults at the table and have serious conversations, often quiet, that can actually get things done. But it's it's so important. And and just you know, Stu, you mentioned the the immigration piece. It's not an area that I know a lot about. Right. Uh, you know, with honor, we focus mostly in national security. It is a national security issue, but it's a, a lot of our work is overseas, looking at China, Ukraine, oh, yeah. uh, Israel, et cetera. But um, but one thing that I was always struck with was, you know, there was a there was an immigration proposal that was put forward in the Bush administration right. that has a lot of Democratic support uh, that like has a lot of good ideas behind it. Right. But, um, but just didn't go anywhere. And so let's find that there's like lots of stuff that we can agree on instead of try to pack everything into doing one thing let's address the issues address the immediate crisis at the border and gonzalez who's the co-chair of the four country caucus he's living this every day he's got the largest border district right there stretching along the rio Grande. let's shut this down uh it's it's uh and 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 you know this is america like there clearly we can do this I'd love to visit with him and get his just his how is this impacting energy? Because our group, uh, our our millions and millions of folks that read our our articles are all about energy. Well, I'm sure I'd love to talk to you. And I mean, it's another example of where here's a reasonable person who's really inspiring. He's got you know five kids. He's a retired Navy Master Chief, one of the most respected wow. ranks in the Navy. Yeah, like under you know just a little over forty. And he's now got like five uh, uh, primary opponents attacking him from his right flank 
Why? Because he actually talks to Democrats. He actually tries to solve problems. He tries to get things done. He co-chairs things like the Four Country Caucus. So anyhow, um, I'm sure I'd love to, to come on to the to the show and uh, would be you know honored to be able to connect some of those dots. Oh, wow. But you know, your mission is so critical right now, right? I mean, being able to talk to both sides is the only way we're going to get out of it. If we... You can't be an either or. Anymore. You got to be America first. If we're not America first, we're not going to make. That's right. That's right. And this is a group. I mean, check again. Uh, check, check them out. They're they're good. A great group of patriots. Thirty of them, all of whom rose their hand and took an oath. And that oath said that I will give, if called upon, up to and including my life for my country. Exactly. I will do that. Less than one percent of Americans serve now. It's yep. something we're trying to do something about. We're in a recruiting crisis in the military, but less than 1% of Americans serve in the military. Less than 2% serve in any type of service, you know, teachers, right. civilian service, et cetera. Let, like, let's serve things. That have been, this country is an amazing country, but it's not, we can't just take it for granted. No. And you know, right, even though the, the folks that, um, when you're in the military, the guy sitting next to you going through your training, everything else, they're your buds for life. I mean, that's it. You got a bond for life. But people also don't know we're entering into some difficult time and people don't know how they're going to react. There's always these two kinds of people, dead or the ones that react. And my wife is one of those poor that just something bad's happening and she stands there. Boom. She's going to get run over by a car. I mean, it's just the way it is. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I know what bad thing is going to happen and I react and I know how I'm going to react. I've had to step in and save people. And you know whether you're that kind of person that will put your life on the line for others. And I know I am because I have and it hurt. <laughs> but it worked. So, you know, but, uh, you know, my point. And, 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 and I'm sure she covers your arse in, in other ways as well, right? <laughs> so many different ways. Yes. I wouldn't want to be married to me, let alone yeah. 37 years. One oh, that's of awesome. Yeah, that was a great year. Yeah. I, now, so what's coming up? By the way, Stu, I, did, I just want to share with you. I had a, um, unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a friend from the military that, uh, that passed away. And oh. one of my buddies who, who knew him went up to his son. And he said this line, I just love the line. He said, you know, your father was my friend. And so I am yours. Nice. Yeah. Just that, that you know, it's going to carry that forward. Um, that means a lot to that son. Um, my, my dad uh, took over the wing from Jim Naylor at Dias Air Force Base. Uh, his kids, Jim Naylor, he was a World War II pilot that bombed Germany got his testicle shot off over Germany. That kind of, I'm a little attached to mine. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he flew the uh, B-14 Liberator, damaged, missing part of the wing, uh, co-pilot's dead, and he crashed it in England. They sewed him up, and two weeks later, he's bombing Germany again. Wow. So, uh, this guy is amazing. And so my dad got, after he uh, was there and got him buried, my, his kids still think, still talk to my dad all the time because he's the last uh, link. My dad is the last link to them. 
That makes a difference for vets to be able kids to talk to the other vets. 100%. Wow. God bless, uh, God bless all of our World War II vets. I mean, we're, we're less than, also less than a percent that are still alive. We were fortunate with honor to have uh, two of them, including one who is doing their his national funeral uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Dr. Uh, Henry Kissinger uh, served on our advisory board along with his friend, uh, George Schultz. George Schultz was a company commander on Iwo Jima. And uh, uh, Dr. Kissinger, I just reread some of his, um, some of his experience in World War II, which he never talked about. But he was awarded a Bronze Star for uh, basically hunting Gestapo behind enemy lines in uh, in war torn Germany. And, um, wow! Yeah, and that 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 service, that turmoil that we went through as a country, united obviously united us, and we came out of it stronger. And we're just it just feels like we're in a moment of time where we're we need we're rudderless. Like we need a larger calling um, uh, as a country. We and, need people like you like your fellow uh, military folks and people with me uh, willing to stand up and citizen journalists, if you would, to get the word out. Um, uh, People are tired of it. And we are Americans first, regardless of skin color. If you're a human, I care about you. Um, You know, let's get people here legally. And, you know, the, the thing I would say too, just like thinking about the, the Kissinger example and God bless him, right? I mean, over a hundred years old, he was contributing to the very end, writing books on, on artificial intelligence. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, what a, what a, what a giant, but um, I use the word hunting Gestapo. He would have taken offense at that. He would have said, no, we, we, we identified him. And then he did it in a humane way. He used the, the like other Germans that were uh, turning these folks over and he turned them over and he was able to keep the, keep the trust in the community. It wasn't like an, it wasn't, it wasn't out of a place of, um, uh, well, anyways, that, that, that's the bottom line is that he got the mission done and veterans understand that when war happens, it's a failure. Like it is a failure. They, there are, it can be justified for sure. And that was the ultimate just war, but it is a failure of imagination. It's a failure of leadership. Oh, um, and we're we're at a moment that feels like we could be at a brink of like a major, uh, you know, international war. And just think about the what's happening right now in um, Israel and Gaza on the Ukraine. We're about to lead a bipartisan codel to Ukraine for the second anniversary of the war. Right. About a month. Uh, but we really um, we need we need good leaders that don't just decide that they're going to rush to banking or you know, um, technology companies and, uh, you know, maximize their, their, their private returns. I get that. This is America. It's capitalism. Like I understand, but we also need Americans that will put their hands up, serve, and then continue to serve in, in, wow. in elected office, which is, you know, one of the least trusted and least respected jobs, but still matters for the country. We can bring honor back. Yes. Oh, uh, maybe with honor again. <laughs> yeah. yeah with honor comma again <laughs> yeah let's do it again yeah <laughs> so, you know, the, uh, or honor retreads ah so if you're already a military guy it'd be a retread you know we call them never mind uh, so when like you, you come back on the podcast again if you'll come back again we could call you a retread see yeah. <laughs> well of course the answer is yes to that i okay. really enjoy this conversation and i love that as an as an idea you know i mean Listen, a lot of the a lot of getting anything done in the world is communicating and communicating well. And we're we're really we're big 
fractured country. And uh, we've got all sorts of different channels that are coming at us and coming at our kids um, and, and, and putting, you know, poison in their minds. Um, and, and what we need are good communicators that can, that can unite us and focus on those things that can unite us and then, and then really get some things done for the good of uh, our country. Right. How do people follow you on LinkedIn? I'll have that in the show notes, but, uh, what else can, how else can people get a hold of you or find out what you're doing? Thanks, uh, Stu. So best, best way would be to check out withhonor.org. Please, uh, please sign up. You'll, you'll see a little pop there for the email. We don't we don't do traditional emails. We keep it uh, focused on what's really happening. Uh, it's not a fundraising tool. It's a it's it's a way for you to follow and contribute to these principled veterans that are working to to fix the country. And uh, and we're on LinkedIn. We're on all the platforms. Um, I'm up on there and would would love to love to hear from you. And if you're interested in if you've served in the military or your spouse and have served, please please reach out. And if you're interested in in what we're doing and potentially uh, serving again in in some other capacity. You know, and, and, and right. Thank you so much, and I just appreciate all of the folks that you're working with up there. I want to help share, you know, spread the word. I don't care, Republican, Democrat. I don't care if they're human and they're an American. I want to talk to them. So. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> thank Good you. So much. You got it. Thanks so much, dude. Appreciate it.